We're weighing the pros and convergences this week on Hapless Heroes. Yeah, I spent several sausages on it, so it is mine. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I continue to be your host and DM as we approach um, a potentially climactic moment that will not be ruined this time. Before we get to that, I'm going to introduce my wonderful cast of characters. You know them, you love them. We see them every week. We have, to my virtual left, Dave playing Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening, everyone. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Hi there. Zach as Pregnart. I'm going to do something good. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. So fresh and so clean. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. The power of Verlin compels you. The power of Verlin compels you. Yes. So, um, there is currently a lot of things going on right now. On this, the eve of the convergence, we have in the basement of the tower the hamstercism being performed under the uh, supervision of many of the wizards of the tower. As for, for most of them, this is the first time ever witnessing a proper exorcism. They don't get this opportunity to document um, something like this very often. So Jarrell is currently wowing them with his divine powers, while I believe. Pregnart is also with the Pregnart's with with the group. We got I think Quinn's down there as well. I think we have Zero with the group as well. I'm pretty sure that Boris is the only one not with the group. You were escorted outside of the tower because you pretended to be just. I think you went with the I'm Jarrell's daughter angle again. Well, she was looking for uh, Philbert, who yes. was dressed as yeah. Well. She was looking for Philbert, who she did not expect to see come in dressed in disguise <laughs> as a girl. And yet here we are. Uh, there was a wig malfunction. Um, Boris decided rather than try to beautify or fix uh, Philbert's get up. Nope. Back into a pocket of holding. He goes. And that's kind of where we we left off. Like we're 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 probably about a couple hours from like the peak convergence happening, maybe an hour or two. Uh, and we're just going to kind of open up straight into uh, the ladies' room, the public restroom of uh, the Tower Plaza, with Boris now having shoved Philbert into her pocket. You had a super, you had a um uh, you had a chaperone who I believe you had explained a bunch of you had you know some feminine uh emergencies that you had to go deal with and this kid was a, who was like a college bro seem, seemingly 
like wanted nothing to do with them. Was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, just I'll just I'll wait for you out here. Okay, just do, do, do that. So you're you're about to walk out to your chaperone, missing one person that you walked in with just now. I mean, so Boris, you know, climbs up the counter next to the security window at the back of the ladies' room that you had previously yes. described. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to do no such thing as walking out to the chaperone. Okay, that window, like I had to, had I had described, is does not have an opening large enough for a person to fit through. Okay, but can I open it? You can. Uh, so, okay, I'm not sure if you've ever seen those, like you know, like the you know, the block glass windows with that tiny little like. Oh, okay. Ventilation opening. I'm picturing at yeah, all. I was picturing that's... one of those little windows that like has the windy thing. No, no, where no, no, you no, wind no. It, And I was just like, Boris could pop one of those out. No, okay, okay. Glass blocks. Glass, glass blocks with a little like ventilation opening. Like, yeah, like a per, like a normal, like a, like a, like any sized person is not going to be able to fit through that. You'd have to like modify yourself magically to get through that. I don't have anything in my pockets that can do that. Um... You have a filbert in your pockets. I don't trust <laughs> anything in my pockets to do that. Um, he he I mean, he, he is a spellcaster. Yeah, I watched him blow up a kitchen though, twice. He was distracted. It's true. But I mean, you know, you're like, listen, like you, it's not like I'm saying that you're wrong for feeling that way. Like you're, you, it's perfectly reasonable to to feel the way that you feel, but. As far as you getting out of that window or getting out of this restroom in any other way besides walking back out the door you came in from, those are your like you your options are very limited here. I mean, unless you're seeing something that I don't. No, I'm not. So Boris, you know, after much contemplation and climbing up and trying to fit herself through the tiny little security window despite very obviously not being able to fit through there you know i'm sure anybody from behind the bathrooms just sees like an arm sticking out of like a grate maybe <laughs> just behind the bathroom and like nothing else um i i i pulled filbert back out of my pocket oh <laughs> well, i guess i go into a stall first so yeah. i should clarify if nobody in the bathroom i just pull them out no, there's but people if there's somebody in and out okay yeah. so i like go into a stall first and pull filbert back out of my pocket mm-hmm uh, what, what what happened? So the window's kind of small. I could have told you that. <laughs> um, can you turn us into mice? No, mice can't fly. Can you turn us into bees? Uh, I, 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 well, I, when I got home, I realized like I was missing my wand. I had, I borrowed my dad's. And he pulls out like one of the most magnificent wands you've ever seen in your entire life. This thing is. Does it have like it's majesty lines coming off of it? I mean, yeah, kind of, right? Like as soon as you see it, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, yeah, it's like. Uh, is there a choir of angels or isn't there? There is not, but you almost, but like you feel like there should be, um, because it's like it's 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 a wooden wand. Right, but it has all of these different like arcane symbols and things like that carved into it that are all filled in with like a, a gold filigree. You have like even like the the like the, the, it's it's a uh, you know it's it's not circular. It's almost like um like a cubic cylinder. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's got 
squared edges and each like all the like the the pointed edges are even like sort of like golden and like shimmering as they make their way up to a very fine point tip um and he said that's kind of how i got here actually uh he's this this one is tuned to some of the teleportation circles um around the campus and i managed to get myself under the uh leyline complex and sneak my way out here um Boris looks like the 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 scene from Aladdin when Abu sees the red gem for the first time. I'm pretty like, sure that's I, like in in our Discord server that's your fucking like profile gif. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Boris right now like just like I like eyes wide on this majestical golden clearly valuable wand in front of her. And after staring at it for, you know, probably longer than she should, kind of like snaps to and blinks a couple times. And it's just like, okay, so bees? No, but I, I, uh, what spells do I know? Um, hold on. Uh, and you see him like rifle through his pockets and he pulls out this like tattered looking spell book. Like it's, it's, it's not his journal, right? Cause you guys remember what his journal looked like. It's, this is not that. This appears to be like it looks like it's a like a tome, but there appears to almost be like pages that are like stuffed into it and like crooked with a clasp that is like struggling to hold all of the pages together inside of this book. Um, and he unclasps it and they just like kind of poof, you know you can see almost like that like that pressure released as he then opens the pages and he's like starts flipping through like some pages are falling out and he's like frantically picking them up and shoving them back into the spell book. Uh, I do have uh, enlarge, reduce person. It could make us really small. How small is small to you? Like tiny, like a sprite. <laughs> Isn't that still like six inches at least? It's enough to get through one of those little ventilation vents. But then we have to get up there. But no, you would go from medium to small. You'd go one category, size category smaller. So you'd probably still, it probably still wouldn't work, actually. Okay, but would Boris know this? Does Bo- well, Boris would know enough about you've magic. S- you've seen Pregnart use it enough times to know its okay. limitations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hashtag, no, not- on the journal. hashtag Bush Journal. I'm not sure that's going to make us small enough. Plus, we'd have to get up to the vent or get crushed by people. Do you have anything that can make us, you know, look different, maybe, so that the chaperone won't recognize us? Um, yes, I actually stole this page from my dad. Um, I do have Alter Self, but I can only do that for me. It's kind of where the shoddy aim or shoddy outfit came from. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he starts flipping through his book again. <laughs> you can see he, uh, he can see he's clearly like a little bit frantic as he's like trying to figure out what to do. Um, in the meantime, while while, while Philbert's flipping through his spellbook, I want to just check in on the hamstercism for a second because like I don't want any any of this action to get too stale because everything is all connected here. I promise. Um, or is it? So uh, camera cuts. The power of Valen compels you. 
the power of Valen compels you. You could hear some of the researchers being like, who, who is this Valen this guy's talking about? Like, is this, a, is this a deity that you're familiar with? No, I've never heard of this person in my entire life. Okay, let's make a note to look into this Valen. Maybe we'll ask him about it afterwards. You know, they're just like, everyone, they're just frantically taking notes as like, you can see again, like the, 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 the form of this hamster shifting and like, you know, as if like the, like the, the, the demon inside of it is like, you know, being forced out. Um, Pregnard, how are you reacting to seeing this unfold once again? I'm just terrified again. Poor guy. Pregnard did not know or did not remember what he was getting himself into. He just, all he remembered is the, the joy and the, the little serotonin release of having the fuzzy little guy in his possession and forgot about the other possession of the demon nature. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, Pregnard's not having a good time again. He's just, uh, he's, he's afraid. That's fair. Um, let's, let's call it cowering. He's cowering. Okay. Now you, I remember also saying that there was a team of mages around there. You had instructed them to continue to cast hold monster at different phases of this ritual to make sure that things don't get out of hand. Um, and then we're starting to reach the end of the ceremony, where now you can like the the you know the physical form of the demon and the physical form of the hamster are about to be separated. I believe that this uh, is, uh, you know, where there's a difference. There's something else that you would do at this point. Yeah. Jarrell would make sure to complete their ritual fully before pulling out the Sword of Justice and then trying to strike the beast um, and use banishment once he gets the hit. I would like for you to make me an attack roll against the hamster. Or, okay, I'm sorry, against Balathor. Yeah. Uh, the first strike is a 26. That'll do it. Let's just want to make sure that we got that out of the way and just yep. take it as read that this was very much a, a, a good, clean hit. There, I believe that there's a save, right, that has to be made by the creature against Banishment, if I recall correctly. We just did this, and I already forgot. Um, Let me double check. Yes, there is a save it needs to make. Cool. What is the save? DC 17 Charisma. I don't know if demons are particularly known for their charisma, so let's see. 17, you said? Yep. That's a fail. With a Huzzah. with a pop, just um, the demon is banished. Uh, and now Jarrell drops to his knees uh, and has to focus, and you could tell that he's focusing for the next minute. Okay. Uh, cutting back to the ladies' room, Boris. Um. You can almost feel like uh, like the the ground just like there's just this very I mean the slightest reverberations. I know that you said your I remember, I remember Boris's passive perception is quite high, um, so you can just feel like almost like a reverberation below your feet, um, standing in this stall. Like something just happened underground. 
You're you're muted. There we go. Boris, under her breath, is just like a oh, stupid hamster. Uh, Philbert, let's just I can I can I can probably fix this faster. And Boris like pulls her disguise kit out of her pocket, finally giving in to this and. Uh, <laughs> Starts, starts fixing Filbert's... Actually, you know what? Not even fixing Filbert's wig. She swaps Filbert's wig out for a different color wig. I believe Filbert had a blonde wig on. I think so. I think? I don't think I actually noted the color of Filbert's I don't know if I noted the color. Wig. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. I, I pictured it as a big, like, pink fro, but I'm not sure. I don't think anyone... I, I don't think that anyone else was picturing that. I just want to say that. Sashay I don't, away. I, I don't think any of us away. were picturing that, but yes, sure. It could have been. It could still be if you wanted it to be. But no, that's do not I have very a, believable. I'm just going to say, do I have big pink hair in my uh, mm. in my disguise kit? Probably not. Would you? So I swap it out for different hair. No, I don't think so, because my disguise kit is supposed to actually be Be disguises. functional? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I been anywhere where normal people would have big pink hair no. recently? Okay, then no, that would not be in there. Uh, and I don't have the crazy coils from last time because we make me an intelligence check, but with your disguise kit. So I believe that you're proficient with a disguise kit, meaning that yes, the you know ten is the probably like I'm not sure what your intelligence bonus is. Intelligence, so plus one. So one plus your proficiency. So the lowest you could get is a 16 on this. But that's, you know, that can, that can make a difference. At 20. Okay. Not nat 20, but, yeah. you know. Uh, 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 yeah. Unnatural 20. Um, yeah. Okay. You def. I mean, like, let's, let's let's cue the he's all that montage of like Boris, like I mean, applying the right like touches of makeup, like the right adjustments in in like pins to the wig, the you know the fixing of every. I mean, like, what, like let's like does anyone like just like let's just come up with like a, a little montage for this, right? Of this the different scenes we're seeing as you know Boris is making up uh, of, of Phil pretty dress pretty shoes mm-hmm. pulls, yeah, pulls the glasses <laughs> pulls the glasses off you know at some point the glasses at the end. have to come off last yeah the glasses have to come off <laughs> what no the glasses come off first it's like the is it really the first thing I can't yeah. remember no the first really thing is always the glasses the come off touch? and suddenly like, you're hot and perfect <laughs> And in, in she's all that. The glasses come off after the or during the eyebrow tweezing. I think. Uh, okay. You've seen it way more recently than uh, most of us have. Then I, right. I, I watched it literally after <laughs> our last like surprise on one of the two, and I like felt. <laughs> Sleep one so awesome. Perfect. Brother For raw it. sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, now I feel like I was gonna say at least one of us has then. Um <laughs> so okay. Um yeah, so I'm fixing eyebrows, I'm doing makeup, I'm also adjusting, right? Like so I'm not trying to fix up to make Filbert look the same as before. I'm trying to make both of us not look like the same people that came into the bathroom in the first place. So I also pull out the cute dress that I uh, picked up during shopping. 
make Filbert turn around so I can change in the bathroom. Okay. Pretty awkwardly at the same stall behind him. Yeah, he um, just like just very much like just like covering his eyes and everything like that, like very much in, looking in, away. In this part of the uh, montage, there's a big like anime sweat drop going down the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how much else you want me to describe no. in this montage. No, that's good. It's good. I just want to make sure. I just wanted to make sure we had. I wanted to make sure we had a montage. Um. Of just like all the things he did. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and you so you both look like different, completely different people now. But that's gonna, that's great. That's great. You can, you're free to leave if you would like to. Well, first I slowly pull off Filbert's glasses. Mm. And put them in my pocket. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't see really all that. See without those. Well, fine. Forrest puts his glasses back on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, sorry, I just kind of need these. Wait, can he uh, reduce size on his glasses to the point where they act as contact lenses? I don't think you want, like, glass contact lenses. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, yeah, so he's, he looks at you, Philbert looks at you, okay, uh, what's the plan? Like, at this point, I, I would have, I, I, I was supposed to be down below in the, uh, in like the, the ley line building here in, the, in this enclosure. Um, I was supposed to meet um, that 33 or 34 or something down there at some point tonight. We can probably start heading that general direction. I think the hamstercism probably wrapping up about now okay that's good but i can't bring you all down there with me like the this one is attuned i can get there but i can't get you guys get in there with me like you'd have to get in there the old-fashioned way and i don't even know if you're like it's probably so heavily guarded right now because all these people are here in the square Hmm. i mean i could just not go i was just thinking about not going you guys said that you guys said that whatever like if something i something i do can cause and he like leads it like t- t- the apocalypse so uh i feel like maybe i should just not do that not going might be the best plan uh i doubt 30 something cubicle is gonna have any you know real ability to do this on his own it sounded like he needed you and maybe he'll come find us after so let's just go find everybody else Boris grabs his arm and Starts oh, heading towards oh, okay. the exit, and he just yeah, he just comes along with you, right? He's just, he's along for the <laughs> ride now. Um, you guys exit. You see your you see the chaperone sitting there, and he's just kind of like sheepishly like waiting, like awkwardly, you know, like tapping his foot, this and that, um, waiting for you know Boris and her friend to exit. I'm sorry, whatever you think, Sally. I think you still gave the name Sally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all we know. Uh, he's just waiting there for people that are walking out in front of him, but he has no idea. At this point, you can see the, you know, the moon is starting to cross into the, the that beam of the ley line, right? It's not at like, dead, it's not like, excuse me, not dead center aligned yet, but it's getting close. It's probably, you know, it's not going to take much too much longer. Like I think I remember mentioning about an hour or so. Um, what's your plan? Like you don't really, you, you don't really know. Like you weren't brought into exactly where, I think that they were doing the exorcism, right? Like they, they said, you know, like, oh yeah, we'll just we'll get you somewhere safe, young lady, right? So, um, 
But where do you go from here? How do you try to regroup? Do you just go take a seat somewhere or like just go wait outside? Or are you trying to go into the tower? Outside when they talked about where they were going to do it, right? I was there when they were talking uh, about yes. the keys and asking if they had security keys. Yes. So what I, Boris would remember what floor they said they were going mm -hmm. to. Spoiler, Nicole the player doesn't. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 4B. Correct, 4B, exorcism level. Yeah. Well, it's those are like the open, that's like the open floor plan, like all the different like pocket, like pop-up labs essentially down there. Oh, yeah, I'm, this is just what my notes had written in it. Yeah. Um, so you know that they would be on 4B. <laughs> Uh, and Philbert's like, I don't really think we should go in there. Like, there's so much magic in there that I feel like, like this is this is this is not going to hold up. And he's like pointing at himself. Hmm. Well, we could wait here for them, I suppose. They're probably going to come back out, right? I mean, they had no problem with the hamsterism last time. I'm sure Jarrell's probably already done. I just um, this this the whole hamsterism thing really just. I'm really having a hard time wrapping my head around it, but yeah, okay, cool. Um, it's it's either really important or it's not important at all. We're not quite sure. All right, well let's 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 give them a minute then. Speaking of giving them a minute, Jarell, you know you've you've had your minute. Um, nothing's come back from the void. Um, yeah, I pick up the adorable little hamster who is no longer possessed by a demon, uh, and I give it to Pregnart. Oh, boy. Um, I'm and... no longer terrified. <laughs> Wait, uh, excuse me, would you, uh, are you just going to take the hamster? Yes. Um, yeah, it's a harmless little hamster now, and my friend would really enjoy it. Yeah, I spent several sausages on it, so it is mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great bumper. That's a great bumper for the episode, I think. Um, okay. Uh, did they say, uh, uh, did you say, so uh, we, we will happily pay you in whatever sausages or currency you desire if we could just um, hang on to the hamster for to, to research and just see what the after effects of possession are. I mean, there's so much we don't know about demonic possession. We would love to to, to study this creature. We promise no harm will come to it. Um, we can promise that, right? Yeah, what we can kind promise of sausages that. you have? Uh, what kind of sausages would you like, little one? Mm, pickled Polish sausage. I don't know what a Polish sausage is, but um, we'll ask about it. Sure. It's from the North Pole. <laughs> uh, let's, we'll get a little bit, yeah. Um, can, can you, we conjure some Polish sausage for the, for the, for the little frog person? Yeah. Don't I, give I, me any of well that try. trash South Pole sausage. <laughs> Um, you see one of them begin to, uh, Jarell, you recognize some of the words and incantations for this spell. Someone is beginning to cast create food and water. Um, you can see that they're casting a, what appears to be a minor version of the spell as they summon about five pounds worth of North Pole sausage. Polish sausage. Um, <laughs> uh, would, it does, would this suffice? 
This isn't just like any uh, other magically created food. This will actually stay with you and stay good beyond the duration of the typical spell. This man's amazing. Yes, you, this, this amount of sausage will uh, afford you uh, r- renting this hamster for a week starting tomorrow. Uh, sure can can we shake on it Um, we'll hold on to the sausage and then we'll we'll give it to you I guess when you're ready to turn we'll exchange the hamster for the sausage it'll be great tomorrow I think we know what happens when Pregnart shakes on it and he holds out his arms uh, to his sides and he begins to wiggle (laughs) and And he shakes uh, on it uh, yeah. Okay. And they, and you see that like they're not sure if this is like some sort of weird cultural thing that they're just like missing out on. So they all begin to wiggle themselves as well, so as not to offend you. And we're shaking on it. You are shaking on it. Yes. Jaya, uh, let's get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thank yes. you once see you again, tomorrow. Um, Jarrell and, and company. Gives a big wink to Jarrell. <laughs> Thank you so much again for coming and allowing us to observe this and bringing this matter to attention and, and taking care of it so efficiently. Um, we have so many questions for you, Lord Jarrell. I'm not sure if you're at liberty. I know we have something about to happen, and you know, there's, there's we may have more time to talk about this later. But I hear you calling out to a Valen. Um, we're not familiar with any such deity or power. Uh, what, what can you tell us about this? 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 Uh, not much at this time, uh, although that she is coming uh, into power as we speak currently and will be a much bigger player in the things to come. Um, and I, Darrell's going to try to leave it at that. You're, um, you're giving him like the old back to the future line, like your kids will love it. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, perhaps now we, we could enjoy the, uh, Convergence and peace, and we could talk more about Valen after the fact. Y- yes, why don't we? Um, again, we are so grateful. Really, Doctor Hines. You know, most of the guests Doctor Hines invites are usually completely off the rocker. It's really nice to see that he's brought in people who can make a real difference for a change. Gerald looks so proud of himself. Have they met us? <laughs> Uh, Jarrell looks so proud of himself. Um, okay, well, yes, come with us, and they escort you out. They bring you back up to the main floor. Um, when you guys, when you guys get outside, the chaperone that was sent to watch Boris and her friend is frantically running over to you. Uh, sir, uh, I don't want you to panic, but I think uh, your daughter and her friend might have run off. I can't find them. I had to go in. I, I had to walk into the ladies' room. It was really embarrassing, and nobody. I just. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Jarrell barely even like. He, he's not shocked at all. Not at all even phased by the fact that she went missing. This is just seems like very normal for him. Are you not worried? I, I just told you your kid's missing. I, I don't know what to do, man. Like I'm just. A... <sighs> She'll be fine. It's just a part-time gig. I don't should have never signed up for it. God, I should have paid attention in vocation class. <laughs> um, Jarrell will look up at the convergence. What's it? What's it looking like now? 
about as I described earlier. Um, it's yeah. still not at like peak uh, peak convergence, as I guess as the kids are saying. Are they saying that? Um, it's you know just... based convergence. Oh my god! <laughs> Do we know what time it is? Um, you don't have a watch, so I mean you don't really know exactly what time it is, but uh, it's late. People are, you know, people are already like ooing and eyeing at like, you know, the spectacle. Because Quinn was them. able to kind of tell what, but the more specific. You time. can ask Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Quinn, I mean, so Jarrell, do, you, would, do yeah. you ask me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jarrell would. Uh, am I? Am do I just know? Uh, you know what? Or do I have to roll for this? Yeah, let's let's do enough fresh navigators tools check. You know, it's a, it's a fresh night sky mm-hmm. on a fresh wipe. It doesn't look the exact same as the night before. Wipe, reset, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call last it. Last time. Yeah, you know, it might, it might not. Let's just, we'll just, let's see. Okay. So it's just straight up proficiency, right? Proficiency plus um, we'll use intelligence as the supporting attribute. Oh, um, that's a little bit help, more helpful. Um, not much, though. Um, so that's a nine, but I'm gonna use my lucky feet to. Well, do I want to waste lucky feet? I'm telling what time. On just I, what I, time it is. Listen, well, it's 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 less about just specifically broke. what time it is. It's more about like you know how far we are from. Be- yeah. Right. Right. Convergence and and being right. Like Quinn needs to be correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. But I mean, listen. I think he does use it. Uh, well, I mean, sure. And you can't listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to persuade you one way or the other, <laughs> Quinn. I'm saying that like you don't have to roll well to act like you're right. I just want to put that out there. You've already demonstrated. Sure, I could do this. a charisma check afterwards. I'm just. I'm just, sure, sure, I'm sure, just sure. saying. You know, what I mean, you don't have to be objectively right for Quinn to act as though he is correct. That's true. But we are in convergent stage, and I feel like being right is more important than seeming right. Okay, that's fair. I can accept that. And I also feel like if we fuck it up, we can reset and I get all my lucky feats back anyway. Yeah, and then have to do it all over again. If we do reset again, I will say that... Guess what? What? Guess what? I rolled the exact same. Perfect. You know, Quinn, <laughs> you're, you're, hmm. Things look a little bit different than they did before. You know, you're, you have a slightly different angle than you did last time. You know, you were a little higher up. You guys were like just chilling watching it from a bit afar. And now you're kind of like almost right below where this whole thing is taking place. And your, your estimations are a bit off, but you're, you're guessing it's probably, it's probably about probably about 2 a.m. ish. It's really got about like an hour until the same thing, you know, like we're at the same place we were last time when we reset. Am I aware that I'm pretty much just guessing? No. You because I feel like you as like that's because you you just did. You made your best effort just now. Right. So like that's your best effort. Plus on top of that feeling lucky. Right. So like you're I feel like you are under no impression or inclination that like you would be incorrect about this. All right. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I convey that to Jarrell. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're about an hour off. You can hear one of the uh, wizards. You can hear one of the wizards um, in your party be like, "Actually, you know, it's probably should be about thirty minutes." But about an hour. 
give or take. It's certainly less than an hour, actually, if uh, if my calculations are correct. Yes, yes, and 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 I yes, and my calculations are saying about an hour, give or take. Yeah, give or take thirty minutes. I mean, it's, I guess you know if we're if we're just you know using averages. This person's now like starting to do like the the I'm a brainiac and I know better than you type like voice. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm literally yeah. interacting with a Felix wannabe. The actually Ooh. okay. F- oh, 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 oh. Whoa! First of all. Nope. I, you know what? I'm not. Ow. First of all, ouch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> second of all, how dare no, you? What I mean is, Felix does know it all. It was how, my point in that. How this dare guy how is a wannabe? Dare you, sir? Uh, third, Gwyn's gonna die first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we can reset, and I reappear. <laughs> I think. Um, so let's take our seats again. This should be happening in about thirty minutes. Yeah, Forty-five. <laughs> He's doubling down. I love it. Uh, no, give or take. Definitely thirty. Well, you should have just answered him first, then, if you knew. All right. Um. So while Quinn is. Arguing belligerently with this, um, <laughs> Boris can overhear this argument happening as y'all are walking down the steps from the tower into the plaza. Oh, okay, yeah. Jarrell wanted to kind of like look more closely At around. The yeah, the... give me a classic Jarrell perception check. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> he is the best investigator. Um, your investigation yeah. will need to beat a twenty, which was rolled on the disguise tools. Or disguise kit check. So. Oh, for for them? Yeah. <laughs> for them. Yeah, you will, no, he, you will he need cannot, to get a twenty or better. He has he has absolutely no idea that Boris uh and Philbert are in the crowd. There you he go. probably doesn't even see like yeah. It, it rolled a nine. Perfect. So. Yeah. Uh you have no idea where she's at. Okay, Boris is um, again, sir. Yeah, again, sir, <laughs> your daughter is missing. I don't think you're grasping the gravity of the thing I'm telling you. I can't find your kid or her friend. She'll pop up at some point. You're that sure? There's oh, yes. no concern. I raised her. She's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and you're not mad at me. No, why would I be? Because I lost your kid, man. You didn't lose her. She got away from you. That's two completely different things. I, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, um, I'm just going to go keep looking for them because good, good I luck. feel personally responsible for this. Bye. And the uh, chaperone begins to go frantically running around the plaza looking for uh, Boris and her friend. Boris calls, good luck, after him. Let me roll something. He is oblivious. <laughs> uh, I, after that, um, a young lady none of you recognize pulls a dwarven cuckoo clock out of her pocket and turns to Quinn and the wizard saying, I... Uh, of about four hours until the event starts, and then shoving the cuckoo <laughs> clock back in her pocket. Now that's just objectively wrong, but that's fine. We just, you know. 
That's just the look that uh, the fucking daggers that uh, Mike is staring into the camera right now. It's <laughs> no <just> daggers. <laughs> the, the daggers are in my pocket. Uh, um, is that a dagger? Yeah. Um, he does he so does he recognize this is Boris or no? Um, the fact that a dwarven cuckoo clock was just pulled out of the pocket. I'll make. I'll let you make an insight. Right. Check. I'll let you make an insight check. Okay. <clears throat> you have seen this clock before. Certainly not All here. Right. Uh, twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> That's from fucking from you know the future. So I can't read the stars anymore, but I certainly know what Boris looks like. Someone's whipped out this clock in front of me before. Yes. Well, I mean, zero or slash Moradin. This is your more. This is Moradin's clock. That was like that was on his fucking wall, man. <laughs> like you know, like that that was his clock. No, oh, then he also would probably have noticed that it's broken, right? Because all of the dwarven clocks I have in my pocket are broken. I just picked cuckoo clock at random. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bor- so Zero, you also are aware that obviously the only yeah. person who could possess this is... Yes. Um, your friend... Not going to say anything, but a slightly pained look on his face for the briefest of moments. The other well-disguised woman you are with... Boris, uh, you know, asks the group, um, do you want to go? F-? You could hear him, like, doing his absolute best to, like, raise his voice. Uh, do you want to go find, uh, somewhere to watch together? All of us? Alone? Together? Away from other um, people, maybe. Just let the your voice sounds really that. weird. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I just had the feeling a little under the weather, but I just couldn't <clears throat> miss this, you know. Yeah, your voice is weird and annoying. I don't know. I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. As an aside, I guess that's very much just for humorous effect. I That's way too mean for Pregnar to be saying, but I guess I'm sticking to it. You're sticking to oh, it. God. No, you're because if anything, if Pregnar's more just concerned for this person because their voice sounds weird. Oh, right, right. No, that's a good twist. Yeah. Are, are you you're sick? Do you need that chicken soup? I can make some for you. No, I would just, you know, prefer to maybe not be around so many people. Here's my card. And obviously, Pregnar pulls out the recipe card for chicken You just, soup. you hear like a, you hear like a long drawn out sigh from, like, this lady has like a cloak over her head too, right? I think Philbert's like doing as much, as best as he can to like, you know, just disguise himself and not really show too many of his facial features because, you know. There's probably people here who might still recognize him. He is the son of one of the most powerful wizards. Um, you know, uh, in this in this area. So, speaking of powerful wizards in this yeah. area, so yeah, um, there is a bit of a, a blast of fanfare from a band that was previously unseen to you. Uh, as some of the more uh, notable people from the tower now are exiting out. You have Ebenezer is here in attendance. 
you have uh, Mildred Skiltribute and a bunch of the other like, seemingly you know, like higher learning, like academics here in attendance. Um, there no no Dr. Hines, obviously. Uh, but they're, they're no, we know we're Dr. Hines. But they all season the fishbowl, and they all seem to be wearing like they're very like official, like they're, they're like they're wearing like their formal like you know you know how like some. Like, you know, like at certain like college or school events, right? There's like the, there's that weird, like traditional style of dress. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, it's just like they're like scholastic or like scholarly robes, right? They're like, they're like wearing like their, like their hair in very specific ways. Or even some of them are even wearing like those like little fake, like curly hair wigs. You know what I mean? Um, like the, with a little, yeah. Um, powdered wigs. Powdered wigs. Thank you. Yes. There's a name for those. Um, and they're all, you know, coming together up and, you know, sort of commence the, you know, like, just like talk a bit about, you know, or do something about like the festivities here, right? They seem to be gathering and everyone is like, oh, you know, look, it's Ebenezer, this and that. And you can hear Filbert uh, mutter under his breath to you, uh, Boris, like, I, I can't, I, he's going to know it's me. We got to, we got to, we got to move away. Are they, are they near us? Um, I mean, you guys have, you guys came down from the stairs a bit. You started walking more towards like the seating area. So they're not like super near, but I mean, they're, they're, they're close enough that I mean, they're you can... coming up, they're approaching from behind us. Yes. But you turned around once and... you heard the fanfare and stuff like that. You could see yeah. them. And Zero is just going to usher a couple of people to turn and down the stairs with a, and we're walking and we're walking. <laughs> Up. We walk. So big open um, plaza. Yep. So plenty, plenty of places to kind of like go. Just group up on your own without necessarily like you know being too close to others, right? I mean, there's that nice you know roped off seating area, but I mean you can go stand anywhere. There's like those like little park benches, right? There's like those bushes and all those different things, the chess tables. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in this plaza. There's any you can go hang out just about anywhere. It depends on how far okay, away folks. from the group you want to be, right? How far away from, like, the crowd. So we're going to do what uh, Professor Sorkin down at uh, the Omega Project like to call a walk and talk. Mm. So while we're moving, where are we moving to? Uh, we probably want to find somewhere pretty quick so we don't look suspicious on the way there. We do want some... We don't want to go too far. We want to be able to... Uh respond quickly if anything is to happen in the next couple hours. Mm, and the things to happen. Are there any loose ends we haven't tied up yet? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, Philbert chimes in. Um, hey, so, you know, we couldn't really talk about this too much uh, before, but I don't know. I'm, I think I trust you guys. It seems like you are all at least trying to tell me the truth. We are walking truth. now, right? Yeah. Yes. Walking away from them. Okay, good. Um, he says, you know, I was supposed to meet that little uh, the, you called it a Modron, I think it was. Um, I was supposed to meet him down below in, in you know, the structure that's supporting and, and, and containing and focusing this um, ley line this evening. Um, hey. You know, I told uh, Boris that I was just not going to show up, seeing as how, you know, I feel like maybe that's the best way to just stop whatever you say is about to happen from happening. A rogue Modron below this right now doesn't sound very safe either. Yeah, but I, if 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 I, I only have the ability to transport myself down there. Also, I don't necessarily want to be pulling out my dad's wand while he's standing right there. 
both good points. A third good point, this Modron wouldn't have asked for help if he didn't need help. Yeah, so that's the thing. Filbert says. That said. He he asked definitely me, he asked me for help because he saw that I was looking for, you know, he said that we could help each other. You know, he kind of found me when I was at a pretty low point, if I could be completely honest with you. And I just wanted to do something for good, to do something notable, something to like help the people around me to like, you know, to really make people say like, you know, that Philbert, that Philbert's a really great guy. Like he really, you know, he's like, like, yeah, he's a great wizard. Like him and, you know, he's, he's better. He could be better than his dad, you know, or just I don't know, anything, even just something to get them from stop saying how much of a screw up I am. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this thing, it's not like what he was asking me to do was too much. Like I was really just trying to get him access. You know, I have somewhat of an idea. Uh, Hedrick, are you able to teleport us short distances? Well, I can call upon the dimension door. That's, and you're also it, able to scry upon Philbert so you'd know exactly where he is, correct? Well, that's true, so long as he uh, allows me to do so. Yeah, I would have no problem doing that. Do you that. think you would able be able to get us all to where Philbert teleports himself to. Mm. Ooh, that's an interesting combination it, it would, of spells right there. It, it would take a considerable amount of my abilities, but... Uh, let me see. Oh, that's tough. Okay, so how many times would I have to do it now? Dimension Door is me and another person. I can grab one person because I have to do the motion as well. I have to go to the place. I can't just send somebody off. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then I'd have to cast it again to go back to get somebody else. So right. I can I can technically only do that three times at that spell level. Scrying takes one of my fifth levels. So that leaves one fifth, one eighth, one seventh, one sixth. That's four higher level spell slots that I could use it. A total of seven spells that I could cast just wasting everything from level four up. You know, <laughs> I can do it, but only so many times. Also, I wouldn't advise casting spells like that right here in the middle of the plaza. Uh, the no, quite powerful. The music's going to be way too loud. I'm going to draw so much attention. Also, the city kind of has some laws against doing that stuff. What Ooh. other tools do we have? Um, well, let's let's rewind it a little bit. Um, Filbert, what does it take to get into that room? Are we talking about like a specially keyed teleport? Are you going to be using that magic is actually to get yourself the, in there? That is actually the only way to get in there. Okay. This was like they had so they, they essentially had well, there were old tunnels that they had built. I mean, well before even my dad and I, you know, even my dad was born, um, that they had built to create this underground structure but then once they built the teleportation circles they had sealed those tunnels off um, they really wanted to make sure that the only way in and out were 
people who were trusted and who were attuned to that circles, you know, security. You know, I promised or told this Modron, you know, since I had access to my dad's stuff, that I can get him in there. Um, because he, I guess, like, would be considered an object in certain cases. He gave me this whole list of instructions of, like, how to, how to, you know, get him in there. But, you know, I, I don't know if it would work for people like you. you now, know? have you already gotten him access to this place then? Um, well, we did do a test and did work. Um, okay. But that was, that was about, about five days ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. About five days ago. Um, haven't seen did he leave after the test? He did. Um, okay. And now, where were you supposed to meet him? In that room? He was going to come to my window. Mm. Mike's singing, come to my window in the background over there. <laughs> wait inside, wait by the light of the moon. Oh my god. But like I said, I chose to come here with you instead. Okay. Next question. Uh, what's the approximate location? Like, uh, are we talking about four, f- you know, three, four, or five floors down somewhere in this general vicinity? So, based on the diagrams under the top that I managed to copy from the records room, um, it's it's pretty deep under. It's, the facility does go pretty deep underground. There's several layers, um, kind of like the tower, uh, but um, where we were going was on the second second level um uh, all i was supposed to do was just change the alignment of a few of the um, devices down there that i guess are helping focus or harness you know some of the magic from this ley line or just you know i i, I don't know like he, he a lot of the stuff he was explaining to me i was writing it in my notebook but i could ba- i could barely d- tell you what it all means i was just trying to like get all the meta math down and the movements and all of the stuff that he was describing to make sure i did it right um but yeah i don't know i don't know what's going to happen now i mean he, i, I mean, I, mean yeah, I mean he said i mean this thing said that it was it was it was being hunted by the other, you know, by others of its kind, because it was, you know, a rogue. So I was just trying to help it get out of here. I mean, you know, someone comes asking you for help. It's it's hard to say no, right? If someone's trying to kill you, like I, I, I could feel for that. Understand? You want to do something right? But what's going to happen? Do you think ch- that like like do you, like, do you know what would be chasing something like that? Like what you know? Like, I, like what do you mean? Like others of its kind? Like, do what do you know about? Like I don't know much about Motrons at all. Well, and that's what we're hearing is that you are sure this thing didn't do anything wrong as to lead cause for something to be chasing it. Oh, I mean, we 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 have met a Modron. We know a few things about Modrons from the little bit we were told by 31 squared. Oh, geez. This would have been a little while ago. Um, the Modrons come from a plane of perfect and i really need to just like underline that in text a little bit perfect order it is lawful in ways you 
mortals cannot understand. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a place. Nothing deviates from it. So whether or not this guy has done anything wrong, maybe in our moral sense, is not particularly relevant to those hunting him. He did something not expected. And once you do something not expected, once you do something outside of your role, outside of line, outside of anything, the Modrons have no choice but to remove you from the equation. So, so he's on the run. Yes. That sounds... Philbert says, that re- sounds... Regardless, re- regardless of whether he's lost, he doesn't have a destination. He can't no. go back to where he's from. He cannot go back to where he's from, and I wouldn't say so much that the people pursuing him would be like assassins trying to kill him, even though it's the intended same result. But it would be more like law enforcement chasing a fugitive. So they'd be hostile towards anyone protecting or helping this Modron. But would they decimate an entire city and open a gateway of hell? Probably not. But I also don't think this Modron has a particularly deep amount of concern for anything that doesn't happen on his plane, of which this is not one. Well, Philbert, uh, I'm sure it's safe to say you are trying to help. That's all I was trying to do. But at, but at what cost? I mean, altering these ley lines. Heck, I'm a musician. Even I know I shouldn't be anywhere near those things. But I was told, I mean, like, this, this thing seemed very confident. I mean, we can access magic from other worlds. Like, do you have any idea what we can offer to the people of Telduria, to the people of Ul, by harnessing something like that? We're just trying to make sure there's a people of Ul. I mean, yeah. You understand. Yeah, I, I, I do understand. You've explained to me pretty thoroughly that. I'm, I'm hearing your opinion out, you know? I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get a feel for what the situation is. Most of it's well over my head. And if it weren't for my friends like Zero here, I'd be completely lost. I would not be in this tower. I guess if I were to be completely honest with myself, uh, I didn't really think it through. I just saw something in need of help, and I was also in need of help. We could we we could help each other, and so that's what we... And you can see that Filbert is, like, trailing off as he's now looking up into the sky. Um, the, you know, the beam is starting to cross towards us to the center of the moon again. Except now the beam is starting to change color. This didn't happen before. The last run through. It's going from like that. I think that was like, I almost described it as somewhere like this bluish, like light, like whitish, bluish, like color. So like it's now shifting through like all the different colors of the rainbow. It's almost as if like there's like, like almost like an aurora, like traveling and circling and like almost like a helix, like a double helix all the way up um, this ley line. And he's like, that's not supposed to happen. happened last time either and that's where we're going to call this episode of the hapless heroes podcast come on you know it you expect it at this point you you if it, those of you watching the times on your little podcast you're like oh man you know we're gonna be coming up to the cliffhanger soon of course i'm gonna leave off on a cliffhanger you think i'm just gonna give it to you that easily come on <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, if you like us, dear audience, if you hate me, if you want to tell me how much you think that these cliffhangers suck and that we should just play forever and ever and ever, well, then you should just come find us on the internet. You can find us in such places as Twitter and Instagram. Just look for at Hapless Heroes. You can also find us on Facebook and Reddit. Look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. But really, all those places will point you to where we consider to be the crown jewel of our internet presence, where we hang out and have some of the coolest people in our little community. That's our Discord server, where you can meet and interact with us, talk to other people in the audience, you know, other, other like-minded folks, other D&D diehards, people who have just started playing the game or who, you know, are still finding their interest. We have all kinds of folk in there. We have a great team of community moderators and me and Dave and the rest of the cast are in there hanging out all the time and, you know, talking about everything from food to our cute little furry creatures to D&D to whatever it is. So we encourage you to come and be a part of that community. There's no barrier cost entry. Just pop on in there. Say hello. Tell us about yourself. Tell us how you found the show. It'd be great. Um, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Um, and if your podcast doesn't uh, offer you the, the ability to write a review, we also have a channel in our Discord server where you can uh, say some nice words to us. And yeah, we'll say that we'll read that out in the air, and we'll say some nice things right back to you. It's it's a great way to help us. First of all, it it, it just it puts the wind in our sails. We love reading all the wonderful and kind things all y'all have said about us over the years. But it also helps get this in front of more people and listening to this little hobby of ours, you know, us playing D&D and just being silly old people like that, then it'd be great. So yeah, tell a friend and, and, and say some nice things about us and tell everybody that you know to listen to the Hapless Heroes podcast and how much you love us. But if you really, really, really love us, you can uh, donate to our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash Heroes. We have a whole bunch of different rewards on there. We put all that money right back into the show to make it this awesome production you hear each and every week and honestly it's just it's we're so grateful that we have people out there who are willing to support this show i mean really it's 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 made such a huge difference and we cannot thank you all enough and if you like us right now you like us sally field and the whole deal make a banana cream pie and hide a qr code uh that leads to a, a link to our uh, podcast in the bottom of it and uh, hide outside of the residence of the Prime Minister of Estonia. That's right, Stenbach House. And um, when uh, the Prime Minister is uh, leaving her residence, uh, throw the pie into her face and run away and uh, try to plan it outright so that as the, uh, the pie tin slides down her face in a cartoonish manner, the QR code is revealed. And this well, seems like a good promotion for our podcast. <laughs> I, I guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro this uh, wonderful cast for you, starting on my virtual right. We have John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Let's get this show on the road. Zach as Pregnart. It's me. Bye-bye. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. It's prettier this time. That seems good. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Oh, such pretty colors. And Dave is Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good night, friends. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Uh, tune in next week where we see what the crazy stuff is happening. What is happening over here? Uh, bye-bye now. 
Bye. 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 Peace and Goodbye. love. Bye.